everybody, and welcome to Fed Up and Tired. I am Melissa. And I'm Mary Nell, and today's topic is anxiety and depression. Um, coping, our coping mechanisms and symptoms of depression and things you can do to kind of help you get through it. So, um, I'll just go ahead and go right into it and say that, um, you know, these past three or four years have not been the best ones. Mm -hmm. And I've been dealing with PTSD on top of postpartum. Yeah. And it's just, it's been rough. I feel you. I've also been dealing with postpartum for probably about three years now. Yeah. So I definitely feel you on that. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. I think my... So... My PTSD stems from a number of things, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I think one of the reasons that it's really been affecting me lately was just, I had a lot of trauma from Michael's birth as well, Mm -hmm. and so I think that rolled into postpartum just kind of hit me really hard. Yeah. And then, of course, having two babies in two years just was not, it's hard on your body, you know, it is, you deal with, and now I'm dealing with, you know, a couple health issues because of that, Mm -hmm. and, and it's just, it's really started to take its toll, you Mm -hmm. know, I, like, I, of course, I love my kids, and I wouldn't, would never, you know, in a million years, trade what I have for anything, yeah, and, but there's just this feeling after you have them, of you feel almost like a robot. Uh-huh. You know, like you're just there to be mom. Like you just have this one program that's just ran every day. Like, you know, you wake up and it's just the same shit. Go to work. Come home. Make dinner. Clean up after dinner. Entertain the kids. Make yeah. sure homework is done. Get them in the bath. Get them in the bed. You know, and then... And then at the end of the day, you get some quiet time, but you can't even stay up too long because you got to wake, wake up the next day and do it all over again. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like you are a robot just constantly executing this programmed routine yeah. every single day. And you don't feel like, after you have kids, you don't ever feel like the person that you were before. You know, you don't ever get that feeling back. You're because now you're mom on top of being yourself. So you never get, I don't know, and maybe it's just my experience, but I haven't felt like myself in a really long time. Yeah, but that's part of the depression. Yeah. Because the depression does that. Right. The depression will make you feel completely just, make you feel overwhelmed. I mean, it makes you feel irritable and angry. Mm -hmm. That is a huge sign of postpartum. Yeah. Irritable and angry. Like, seriously irritable and angry. Like, right. mood swings. You can have anxiety. Yeah. Crying all the time. Feeling sad all the time. Feeling worthless. Feeling like you're a bad mom. Feeling like um, any kind of shame or guilt. Like, hopelessness. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, even, like, not being able to focus on things. Yeah. You know, all of those things are signs of postpartum. Right. So, and, you know, a big thing about it is it's not, 
And this is what I think is really hard for a lot of women to come to the realization of, like, it's not anything that you can control. Because, you know, as we want to be, you know, all of the roles that we have to assume, like you said, you know, you are mom, but you're also, you know, a provider. You have to go to work now, you know. Yeah. You have to, you have to be a, a chef, you know, you have to. You have to carry all of these different roles and, and jobs every single day. And it just becomes, I mean, it like bogs you down at some point because it's just a lot. But, you know, when you start to feel this way and you, you start to feel any of these things, it's hard for you to, I guess, accept that you can't get control of it. You know what I mean? Because we have to have so much control in so many different aspects of our lives. Yeah. You know, and... So that's one of the biggest things. Like once I realized that I I cannot manage this on my own or control it, it was easier for me to be able to realize, you know, what was really going on and like see the bigger picture of what it really was. Right. Because I'm not going to lie. I was definitely in denial for a while. Yeah. I was definitely in denial. And like, you know, I would call you all the time. I call my sister all the time and I would just be crying. And my sister would be like, why are you crying? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Right. I just, I don't know. Mm. I have no idea. But I have been crying all day and I cannot stop. And she, you know, finally she was like, Melissa, I really think you have postpartum. And I was like, I don't know. I just know, you know, I just just telling everything. And she was like, yeah, yeah, that's what that is, man. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those things, I mean, those are just signs of it. You know, it doesn't mean that that's necessarily what it is. You know, that doesn't mean that that's exactly, you know, you may feel like you're worthless. You may feel like, like you said, like a robot, like you're just in the motions. Like I've definitely had that feeling where I just wake up and I'm, you know, I just, I don't even want to get up at some days because I'm like, well, I already know what I got to do today. I already know what the program's going to be. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it gets so boring, all the monotony of it. And, you know, especially when you have as many kids as you have, you know what I mean, with all of them you know, at you like 24-7, I mean, it can be very overwhelming. And especially when you have, um, you know, the postpartum depression underneath that, you know, you put all of that on top of you, on top of all of the roles and the jobs that you still have to get done while you're dealing with all this shit. Right. It's just, it makes it so much harder to climb out of this hole that you ended up in. Right. You know, I mean, and I don't, I don't know how, I think everybody takes it differently, but I would also be kind of manic sometimes, like, and it was horrible because you just felt so out of control and, and helpless, and it just made you feel horrible, mm-hmm. because it, for me personally, I've never been like that. Right. I've never been one to be really sad, like, I've, I've really generally been just very bubbly, I just... I move through things, you know, I let it roll off. I don't really hold on to things. But after I had James, like, that was it. I noticed a huge difference. And then when I got pregnant with Penny, it just got so much worse. And (laughs) I don't know, man. There were some really dark days. I'm just going to call them my dark days. Those are my dark days. But I also think a lot of that was fueled by my ex. Yeah. And the fact that I had to let go basically of something that I've wanted my whole life, which is a family because I missed out on that with Elijah, you know, which whatever, I don't have no hard feelings there, but 
you know, by the time James was born, we had been together eight years. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess you figure it after eight years, like, y'all be able to figure some shit out. <laughs> but the hardest part of that for me was having to go back to being, you know, like a single parent, splitting up the holidays, splitting up the birthdays, like... I really genuinely did not want that for my kids. Yeah. So, you know, I tried to stick it out, but my mental health suffered in the process because, you know, as I'm dealing with this depression, I'm, my ex is also making me feel worthless by not helping. You know, I'm telling him how I'm feeling. I'm telling him what's going on with me. Yeah. And it was like he just completely ignored me and just kept doing whatever he wanted mm-hmm. and just feeling more and more isolated by him spiraled me down even more because I had to literally deal with everything at that point with three kids, like a newborn and, you know, like a one-year-old and it, you know, everything by myself. And I was still, I still had bills to pay, you know, and he wasn't really helping me with any of these things. You know, Mm -hmm. we were struggling. COVID had just kicked in really good when Penny was born. Yeah. So, I mean, everything was just really crazy at the time and it really did not help my situation either. Yeah. It really didn't. Yeah. But those feelings of worthlessness and and hopelessness and all hope is lost. You know, I'm horrible because I don't do this. All of that is part of depression. Right. And none of it is anything that you personally can control because right now you are in a state of mind that, you know, I mean, honestly, when you have these little episodes is what I'm going to call them, they, it's really nothing that you can control. It's really not. Yeah. And I, I've. I know what you're, I know what you're talking about, the little episodes, because I myself have them. I'm not through my postpartum depression yet. Yeah, me I've, I've almost, I've, I think I'm, I'm almost reaching the point to where everything's going to hit that climax, mm-hmm. and then it's all going to start coming back down, you know, to where, okay, I'm good now, you know, but I know it's always going it, to, it, it's, it's not gonna go away super easily and you just have to work through it and it takes also yes you have to have an understanding partner if you have a partner yeah if you're with somebody what makes it really hard on and and i'm just going to speak from the woman's standpoint here what makes it really hard on the woman is we come home from the hospital and already we're like okay (sighs) all right I've got, you know, maybe I've got four weeks left before I gotta go back to work, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I have decided that I'm not gonna go back to work. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we feel like it's all on us, you know. At the end of the day, you as a mom feel like that little tiny person is your responsibility. Yeah, and. I don't know how men feel about this, you know, because Jeremy's never really opened up and talked about that with me, mm-hmm. but I do know that he does have some kind of inclination of like, okay, I've got to see, these are my kids and they got to take care of them. Mm-hmm. He's a good dad. I, I'm not even going to lie. He is a good dad. He would do anything for his kids. Mm-hmm. He'd walk through fire for his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and unfortunately, there are men out there who are not mm-hmm. like that, who are not good dads, who mm-hmm. who have the child because they thought it would be cool to have a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and then... Or it was an, an oops. Yeah, or it was an oops. And, 
you know, I understand, you know, men get all in a tizzy about, well, you know, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a say. She had the baby and didn't tell me. You know, I get it. But maybe that should encourage you to also, you know, maybe keep it in your pants. <laughs> anyway, circling back to what I was saying. We come from home from the hospital with all of this on our shoulders. I'm going to be a caretaker on top of being a wage earner. Yeah. On top of being the the mate. Uh-huh. And then the chef. Uh-huh. And then the boo-boo doctor. Uh-huh. And, you know, and then the That's problem solver. That's what we talked about, the mini titles. And then the problem solver. Mini titles you know, of parenthood. I, 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 had this, I had to finally have this discussion with Jeremy the other day because I got so overwhelmed with everything that has been going on for the past month. I just got so overwhelmed, and I said, why can't you just make a decision? Why do I have to be the one that makes the decision all the time? Right. Why can't you just say, hey, babe, I'll take this one? Mm-hmm. Why is it always you bringing the problems to me? Be like, here, fix it. Yeah. Because I, here, fix it. It's broken. Yeah. I can't do it all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I feel like I've become that. You know, like, kids' school stuff. You know, uh, kid, kids get into doctors, but, well, then, you know, Jamie does handle a lot with that, which is, it's good, because I feel like if Jamie wasn't helping, I it would, would be, all be on you. I, it would. Yeah. And, you know, he'll ask me, well, um, what, what do you want to do about this? What do you mean, what do I want to do about this? Well, you can't make a decision about this? Yeah, you can't handle you, it. You can't handle it on your own. And I'm like, dude, you're 32 years old. I'm not your mom. I am your wife. And if anything, we should you should be helping me solve the problem. Not yeah. waiting on me to give you the answer. Yeah. He goes, I'm really sorry that you feel like that's all been on you. And I was like, it has been on me. Mm-hmm. For the past four years, everything has been on me. And it's gotten so exhausting. And I, It is I, exhausting. And, and I know you know what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. you are the person that makes all the decisions. Yeah, I'm a single parent. And you solve all your issues by yourself. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. It's exhausting. It is. But, to, but you you yourself have your own problems to solve with your kids. I get his problems, my problems, and the kids' problems. Yeah. And it's like, I told him the other day, I was like, it's like I have six kids sometimes. It's literally like I have six kids. He's like, well, I'm glad you told me this. Maybe this is something I can work on. And I said, yeah, this is something you could work on. Yeah, being open with your partner definitely does help. Yeah. Um, when you you have... need to have an understanding partner. Yeah, because like I said, when I tried to talk to mine about what everything I was going on with the depression and mm-hmm. how it was making me feel, they definitely did not understand. Yeah. Which, again, you know, sometimes you have to remove the stress factor. For me, personally, that's what I had to do. So... Yeah. I did, and it did help a lot after I left him. It helped me a lot more. It got more stressful because now I was literally doing everything by myself. Yeah. But you, know, you that, were already doing that anyway. I was, but that tiny little bit of help that, you know, I got every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was better than nothing, you know? Yeah. But then true. but then now it was, it was just nothing, you know? Right. And it made it a little bit more stressful, like I said, and it... And then it really was, you know, well, I'm it. It is just me. Yeah. You know, nobody else is going to wash these dishes, which Mm -hmm. he never did anyways. But nobody else is going to wash these clothes, which he never did anyways. Nobody else is going to, you know, put everything up. 
You know, nobody's going to pick up the living room now. Like, it's just me. Yeah. I'm the only one now. Right. And that itself was very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is if you have kids. Yeah, this is true. You know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, we have kids, but that still doesn't make it... That still doesn't make us any less... Of a person. Of a person, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make us any less it, of a person. It doesn't. And, you know, that's another thing. I got some really good advice one time. You know, somebody was telling me that um, the best, you know, as mothers especially, we always put our kids first. We, we normally do. And um, well, I would say like 99% of the time we do. And so, you know, especially admitting that you do have postpartum, sometimes it can be hard. Yeah. It can be, I don't know why, but I guess it can be kind of embarrassing to maybe have to admit something like that. I don't really know why. I felt the same way at first. I mean, for some reason, I was embarrassed. I just really don't know why. Because there's this taboo. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Right. So, I get that it could be embarrassing, And you may not want to talk about it, but the whole thing about it is if you don't take care of it and take care of yourself and deal and handle and learn to deal with the things that you're going through, then it's going to ultimately affect your children. Yeah. And it may come to a point where you may not be able to care for your children. So ultimately taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. is really going to, in the long run, help your children. Yeah. So, you know, even though we are so used to putting ourselves on the back burner mm-hmm. when it comes to depression and feeling this way, it's better to reach out to somebody, do whatever you got to do to get some of that out because ultimately you have to take care of you so that you'll be here to take care of them. Yeah. And it also never hurts every now like I know I I I know that, you know, sometimes it's it's hard to find somebody to watch your kids, but Sometimes you just need a me day. Oh my gosh. And I have to have a me day. Yes. Yeah. I had a me day this past weekend. The kids stayed with Jeremy and I said, I'm going to the store. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the store and I want to look at nothing. Yeah. I just want to go to the store for myself. Yeah. And he said, okay, go ahead. And so I went to the store for myself. And I just walked around the Jackham store for like... Two hours, I just walked around the damn store. Yeah. You know? And I know the employees are like, is she going to leave? <laughs> is she trying to steal something? Is she trying to steal something? What's going on here? But I did. I just walked around the store. Yeah. And. Maybe thought you were going to rob it. Maybe. I was casing the joint. Yeah. <laughs> finding out where all the security cameras are. And then, you know, I left there and I went to another store. <laughs> and then I went and got myself some coffee because I really wanted some Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah, okay. And then. I think after that, though, I got a phone call, and I was like, hey, he's, he's like, I, I need some wipes, and I was like, no shit. So, you know, then I, I did have to go to the store for wipes, but I just spent time with myself, I guess. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I did buy a few things for myself. I mean, I was in the dollar store. It, yeah. It was the dollar. But still, I still, I bought that for myself because I wanted it. Yeah. And... I get home, and of course, you know, Jeremy's like, you know, what did you get? And I was like, well, I got these two things. And he goes, and here's the wax. You know, and he's like, wait, you, you've been gone for six hours, and all you got was two things? I was like, oh, and I bought myself coffee. 
Hey. There you go. Like, you I know, I do what I wanted to do. Exactly. I didn't go to buy things. Uh-huh. I just went to walk around the store. No, yeah. I, when I had that baby free weekend, when uh, my ex came and kept the kids that weekend for me, man, I think I stayed in bed almost all day one day. Then again, I had a migraine, but still, I was in bed. I got to sleep all day. You know, I got up and the kids were like, oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, Mm-mm. go ask your daddy. Mommy's not even here right now. You may see me, but I'm not really here. I'm yeah. gone. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, and he'd be like, oh, can you? No, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm off today. I'm sorry. It's a day off. No, no, like the whole week. And I'm like, no. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I cannot go get you a diaper. I'm sorry. I'm off today. <laughs> this is 24-7 for me, buddy. You yeah. only have two days. Yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be just fine. I will give it to Jeremy. He does. He doesn't get mad. When I ask him to watch the kids, he doesn't get mad. He doesn't get upset. He's just like, just go. Just go. Just go and do what you got to do. Well, yeah, you definitely need those me days because there are, you know, and again, I know I always say, especially as a single parent, but especially as a single parent because, I mean, it's just literally 24-7. Yeah. You know, and... There's this, um, there's this TV show, and back in my dark days, this is exactly how I felt. I, I thought, I mean, I, I literally felt this way, okay? <laughs> I'm not even playing. There's this TV show, and there's this, um, it's called uh, Working Moms, I think. And there's this, uh, one of the moms on there, they were in a mom group, and she was saying that um, she has this thought of being in a car and just slowly crashing it. I don't know if she said, like, into another car or what, but she was, like, just slowly crashing the car, and, like, she makes the screeching noises and everything. Like, she really acts out this scene for us, right? And everybody's looking at her really crazy, and she's like, no, 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 you guys, you guys, I don't want to die. Like, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, I'm not trying to die. What's wrong with y'all? I just want to be in a coma for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Like, I'm not in a coma for, like, two weeks. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I feel. I just wanted to be like somewhere where nobody could talk to me. Nobody could come up and touch me. Nobody could bother me. Right. I just wanted to be able to escape everything and just literally run away and just have some downtime. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. And it was so amazing to hear her say that because I'm like, well, clearly somebody has felt this way, you know, at some point in time. And I was like, it's not just me. And, you know, I also started thinking after that, well, you know, maybe this really is depression. Maybe this really is something more than what I'm thinking, you know, because it got to a point to where I didn't even recognize myself. Like, even looking at myself in the mirror, like, I didn't feel like me. I wasn't acting like me. Like, nothing was me, that the me that I knew. Right. And, you know, I can kind of um, relate to what you said when you said that you don't feel the same after you have a kid, especially if you end up going through postpartum. Because yeah. with Elijah... I didn't have any postpartum with Elisha. I was really good. I, I mean, I, I felt myself, you know. I didn't have any problems. But, um, and I always said that my ex kept me out of postpartum with Elijah. 
but drove me into it with our children that we had together. So, yeah. But after I had James, like, it just felt like I was a completely different person. I never felt like I was, you know, before I had him, but before I got pregnant. It Mm -hmm. was like, it, 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 like I said, I didn't even recognize myself because that's how different I felt. Yeah. You know, and I'm still, you know, I still try to work to get back to who I was, but it's like, you've been this way for so long. It's like, well, who was I, you know? I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I've been dealing with this shit for so long. Right. Who was I? I don't even know. But, right. you know, there's little core things. You know, I know I love my family, you know, not just my kids, but like my parents, you know, my cousins, my sister, my nieces, my nephews, you know, all those things are still important to me. Yeah. But I mean, just the little things can, you know, trigger like irrit- irritability in me. They can make me angry. They yep. can, they can just, you know, just. Mm-hmm. Make me have one of these episodes. And right. it's just, it's frustrating because you don't have a way to control it. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, that is the hardest part. And what, I actually started going to therapy um, after my sister helped me come to the realization that I, I was depressed. Yeah. And so I started going to therapy. And I remember telling my therapist um, you know, I always thought I was stronger than this. You know, I could always handle things, you know, yeah. and I could keep moving and I could, you know, I didn't get bogged down. You know, I, I was just really happy go lucky all the time. Like I just, I wasn't like this. I, yeah. I was not quick to anger. Yeah. Like I've always just, you know, I've tried to be nice to people. Like I'm just not this person. Exactly. And, um, she was like, well, what do you mean you thought you were strong? And I, and I was like, well, I can't handle any of this shit anymore. Like, everything just pisses me off. And, you know, she got me thinking about it. And I was like, well, I mean, I still go to work every day. I still pay all the bills. I still feed my kids every day. I still bathe them every day. They still have clean clothes. They still have clean dishes. They still have a clean house. You know, I still take care of shit. I was like, you know what? I guess I am pretty fucking strong, ain't I? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, when I came to that realization, like, it started to help me, you know, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But she helped me get there. She really did. But I would definitely suggest therapy. But, you know, also, not only that, you know, taking some self-pride. You know, take the time to realize the little things that you do that, um, you know, that you can praise yourself for like that. You know, you know, I, I did make dinner tonight. I fed all of you guys tonight. You know, so feel great about that. Feel good about the fact that you you did make that dinner. You did feel give them something to eat, you know. Yeah. Even though you may not have been able to clean the dishes afterwards or you weren't able to get the laundry done or maybe you just felt like shit all day and you didn't want to do anything and that's the only thing you did. I mean, look at little victories. You know what I mean? Look for little victories anywhere you can. Yeah. And, you know, another thing is too, which... Again, back in my dark days, um, I used to, um, and this is another thing with postpartum, um, I used to, like, belittle myself, like, all the time. It would just, it was so bad. Like, no matter what I did, it was like I couldn't do anything right. Yeah. Nothing was, nothing ever went right for me. Yeah. You know, and it was just, it was horrible, but... For some reason, I just felt like I could not do anything right, no matter what it was. It could be the simplest of tasks, like putting a cup somewhere, and that shit just immediately fall on the floor. It's like, really? I can't even put a cup on the counter right? Really? You know? Like, 
mean, simple little shit like that. You know, you just, you're so on edge all the time. Right. But I also came to the realization that even just changing the way that you think, Mm -hmm. the things that you say, they can have a huge impact on, on yourself. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, I quit, I quit saying those little belittling things to myself and I quit beating myself up about all the little things. And when I stopped doing that, you know, I did notice a huge difference in the way that I felt. Right. You know, and like I said, I looked for those little victories wherever I could, and it really did help in the long run. Yeah. But those, that postpartum, I mean, it can really take you down a, a dark path, like especially if you don't do something about it. And, you know, you will get to a point to where you literally just don't want to get up anymore. Yeah. You know, I've never been suicidal but I did get to the point, like, um, my ex's uh, daughter tried to commit suicide um, mm-hmm. after one of our children were born. I think it was right after James. And, and then that was when I, my depression was really, really bad. And, again, I, I've never been suicidal. But I got to, you know, he was like, how could somebody do that? And I was like, you know what, dude? I get it. Because you can feel, like, just so, like, like we've said already, worthless and hopeless like no matter what you do nothing is going to go right so there's no point in trying like why even try it's not even gonna go the way I need it to anyways yeah you know and that is so discouraging to be in that place you know I literally did not want to wake up in the morning I literally did not want to do anything because that's exactly how I felt why try yeah why try I was like, so I understand why she felt that way, you know, and I was explaining this to him, and he was like, oh, my God, like, that's how you feel? And I'm like, yes, this is what depression is. Yeah. This is why people do these things that are in these situations, because this is how it makes you feel. You know, that's why I really, really just want to say again, if you are going through depression, please go talk to somebody. There are plenty of you know, therapists out there, there's a lot of um, 800 numbers you can call, you know, for your, where, locally, wherever you may be. Um, you know, talk to a friend, talk to your partner, talk to somebody because there's no need to go through it alone. It's not something that, you know, you can pull yourself out of. I, I like I said, I've always considered myself a pretty strong, happy person and I could, definitely could not do it alone. I just couldn't. You know, and I still suffer from it. Like I said, it's been three years now, and I still have really bad days sometimes. Yeah. You know, sometimes those days turn into a couple of days in a row. But, you know, you just have to take it one day at a time. But I would definitely love to encourage everybody, anybody that has, um, that's dealing with depression to please go talk to somebody. Yeah. And just remember that you're not alone. No. There's a lot of... Of us out there. Mm-hmm. We all understand. Yes. We may not have the exact same experience, but we definitely understand. Oh, yeah. Because it's different for everybody. Yeah, you know? it like, is. And I personally, I have never been one who expresses my feelings easily. So, you know, I, I'm not a very loud person or in-your-face person. I've never been that kind of person. But up until about four or five years ago, that was me. Not in your face, not, you know, expressing my emotions, but 
After I started working in EMS, I started noticing a change in myself because that was right around the time I was working myself to death. Mm -hmm. And so I did develop some issues and then it's like my whole personality changed. And then when I met Jeremy and then taking on three kids Mm -hmm. and then, you know, having... All the drama y'all had. All the drama yeah. with the divorce and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and then all of that has culminated and brought me into this place. And mm-hmm. then, of course, I did lose a baby. So yeah. that was really hard. Yeah, I, can, I can't even... I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, like, you... And I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about this earlier, too. You know, you don't have to necessarily actually physically have a live baby to have postpartum. You can have a miscarriage. and st- I mean, I honestly cannot even, I just, I honestly cannot even imagine what that would be like. I feel like that would be one of the hardest things to ever go through. You know, even if you weren't with the baby's father or whatever the the reason may be, you know, if you decided to keep that child and that happened, like, that, oh, my God, like, my heart breaks just thinking about that. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Um, it, it it gets easier over time. You know, that was, that was, it was four years ago, mm-hmm. you know, but it, at the, at the time, I was really, it really hit me hard, because I'd always wanted to be a mom, mm-hmm. and, and then, of course, the reason I lost it, and... It all just hit me hard. Mm-hmm. And so all of that, and then I brought all of that negative energy into a new relationship and three children. Yeah. So it was just, it was difficult. It's a lot to work through. You know, it, it is. Yeah. It is. And I've accepted that. Like, I still think about it from time to time. Oh, yeah. But now when I think about it, I just think of, you know, like, oh, you know, Lenora and Michael, they got a sister up in heaven. You know, like, it's not, God, I lost my baby. Yeah. You know, it, it's more of, she's up there now. Yeah. You know, so. But I think me meeting Jeremy is what helped me get over that. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was very understanding. And because I did, I told him, you know, like, mm-hmm. I lost the baby this year. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I did tell him that. And... He helped me work through that, you know, mm-hmm. because he had just lost one of his friends mm-hmm. um, and to, to suicide. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so we were, we kind of helped each other through that time. Mm-hmm. It's been a, been a, it's been an interesting last four years for me, I think. Oh, no, I could definitely say the same. Yeah, I definitely say the same. I know. In the last four years, I bought a house, mm-hmm. had two children. Yep. Um, pretty much divorced my ex. Yeah. Um, went through an eviction with him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I get you. You know, I had a, a huge problem with my house. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I definitely understand what you mean. Yeah. It has been a hell of a four years. I've had people in and out of my house. I mean, it is, it's been crazy to sit here and think <laughs> about it. 
you know, when I turned 30, I wasn't really um, depressed or anything about that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a number, whatever. But I thought about all the things that I had done over the last decade from 20 to 30. And I was like, wow, like, I feel like I accomplished a lot. You like, did. I felt, you know, I felt good about, you know, the 10 years. Yeah. So, just to think back, you know, sometimes about all the things. It is... Not only that, in the past three years, we lost we lost our grandmother. Yeah. And that sucked. We lost uh, Herb, step-grandpa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've had, we've had deaths. We've had births. Mm-hmm. It's been a hell of a few years. But with all of that together in such a short amount of time, like, it was a lot. And going through the depression already, none of that stuff fucking helped. <laughs> no. None of that shit helped <laughs> at nope. all. Nope. And that's the bad thing about life because it just keeps coming. It doesn't stop. That's just how life is. Well, that's that's what they say. Like, if there's one thing you can always count on, it's the passage of time. Hmm. The passage of time is unstoppable. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, I think about that too, like, when I start feeling like I'm not strong enough to get through this or to get to get to the other side, you know, I just look back on the last 10 years of my life and I'm like, no, I can handle this. I've handled some pretty crazy shit. I'm, I can handle this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. When I get to those really hard times, um, a lot of the times I'll turn on music. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, it doesn't matter how angry I am, most of the time music can soothe my soul yeah and you know i'll turn it up we'll sing we'll dance around the house and a lot of the times it it brings me back to a happy place yeah yeah that's that's mine is music yeah i like to um crochet and yeah i'll listen to music but um hobbies are always nice hobbies are nice yeah and crocheting would definitely be a nice one too because it it seems very soothing and like calming yeah yeah I like to crochet. I like to bake. Oh, yeah. Um, I like to bake. I like to sing. I like to, mm-hmm. you know, listen to music. But what, you know what I really, really love? Mm. is just dumb TV. Yeah. Just dumb, something dumb and funny. Yeah, I like to watch adult cartoons. Yes, yeah. that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, my favorite's F is for Family. I love that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, That great. show cracks me up. And, you know, of course, everybody's likes something that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Because it helps you to disconnect. Yeah. Like, you can say, hey, click, you know, turn that part of your brain off. It's like, turn off life hey, for this, a minute. Hey, this, hey, this, yeah. hey, this. And then it's just like, oh, that's stupid and funny, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a distraction. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But there's, I have a lot of hobbies. Like, it's just like you don't I, have the time to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly how I feel. I do too. Now that we sit and think about it, like, I like to scrapbook. I used to sew things. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I like to make things. I do too. You know, I like to cook. I like to yeah. bake. I like to, I like to do all those things too, but I just don't have the time to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing. You don't, I mean, for me personally, I don't feel like there's enough time in the day. Yeah. To do, I don't feel like there's enough time in the day to do everything that I need to get done. 
And the only time I really have to myself to do anything is at night when I put the kids to sleep. Yeah. And, you know, then I end up staying up late, but I can't stay up too late because I got to get up and go to work the next morning. And, you know, I always end up staying late because, like I said, that's the only time I get to myself. So now I'm running on, like, little to no sleep. <laughs> and then that makes me more irritable. Yep. And which reminds me, you know, sleep is so important for your mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about it the other day and... um when James was born, from the time James was born, until about, I think he was about 18 months old, he got up at least once every night. Mm-hmm. And I had to get up with him all the time. Because my ex, he, if I woke him up, he'd be like, oh, well, can you get up and get the bottle? You know, do have to fucking work, right? So I pretty much just got up with him, whatever. I just quit even asking. It was a waste of time. So uh, by the time he started sleeping all night, Penny was born. Yeah. And then she went a good eight months before she started sleeping all night. And then shortly after she started sleeping all night, I got a second job. Yeah. So then I really didn't get any sleep. So I went like a good, like two and a half, almost three years of like no sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, and then before Mm -hmm. I had James, you know, you're so pregnant and miserable and uncomfortable. You don't sleep good either. Mm -hmm. So I just thought about how long it had been since I got a good night's sleep. And I was like, well, no fucking wonder I'm irritable. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm so tired. Like, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. And I'm really starting to feel the toll yeah. of this go, 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 gotta do, gotta do, gotta do mentality. Yeah. You know, my hands have got some crazy stuff going on with them. <laughs> my hips are aching like crazy. Uh-huh. Like I said, I'm irritable. I'm moody. You know, so I decided to quit the second job because, for a little bit, because I need to get back. (laughs) Like I said before, we need to focus on us so that we are here to take care of the kids. And that's exactly what I got. You know, I got to that place where I'm like, you know what? I want to watch my babies grow up. You know, I want to see their babies. You know, I want to watch them, you know, go to prom or, you know, go to fifth grade, graduate high school. You know, like, I want to see these things. So, you know, I need to take care of me first. So, I started reeling it back in and... I'm trying to go to bed earlier, but it's not always easy to do, especially when, like I said, that's my only downtime. That's my only me time that I have. Right. You know, and I'm trying to make it work it out more with my ex to where he can come or he will come and, you know, sit with the kids. That one weekend that he gave me, I messaged him and I was like, look, dude, I need a fucking break. Okay. I have been at this nonstop for like six, seven months. Like, I need a fucking break, man. I'm, I'm exhausted. And he was like, okay, you know, I'll try. And I'm like, no, there is no try. You need to do. Like, you better be here. Yeah. And so he said, okay. So the day before I messaged him, hey, you're still coming tomorrow, right? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, man, I will find you. Okay. Yeah. I will find you. If you do not <laughs> show up to my house, I will find find you you better be here like you said you gave me your word the only thing man's got is his word and his balls so you better keep both of them okay <laughs> God. i'm just playing i'm just playing but i did tell him i'd find him if he didn't show up i did tell him that but you have to you do have to have those so you know if you have somebody whether it be a best friend a cousin a sister a mom a brother whoever it may be you know i know you you may be like me. I don't like asking people to keep my kids. 
I just don't. Yeah. That's why I never do. That's why I always have them because I, I just don't like asking people to keep them. So, you know, today's my birthday. Yay. So as a birthday present, I asked my parents to keep my kids for me. And I only said one night, but my mom was like, a weekend, right? And I'm like, yeah. I didn't even correct her. I was like, yeah, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, sure. Sure. That works great. (laughs) She knows that I need these little breaks, too. But, you know, get them wherever you can. Whoever is willing to help you out, take them up on those offers. And, you know, another thing the therapist told me, she was like, because, again, I've never been one to really ask for help. You know, I'll figure it out or go without it, whatever it may be. If you need help just getting daily things done, like, don't be scared to ask for that help, especially if you have people that are willing to come and help you. Like, don't be scared to ask for that. There's it, And being asking for help is not a weakness. No. You know, it's actually a strength if you think about it because you have to be strong enough to admit that you need help and mm-hmm. ask for it. So to be able to do that, it's a strength. You know, and that's when I called you and I was like, hey, man, look, I really need some help. Can you please come over? And you were like, yeah, she no problem. Remember, you came to my bathrooms for me. So, you know, whatever you, and I, and again, whatever you need, you know, I've always been there for you too. Yeah. You so, me clean my house a couple times. That support system is super, super important. And also do not be scared to ask for help. Right. You know, even if it's not somebody to counsel, which again, I strongly encourage you to do. But even if it's just, like I said, somebody to come and clean your bathrooms for you, somebody to just come and help you out with the laundry, somebody to come and sit with the kids for a few hours while you go run and do some errands, whatever it may be, like, don't be afraid or think somebody's going to judge you if you ask for help. It's okay. Right. right. Yeah. And especially if they, this person is part of your support team, I, I, I've always been told that honesty is the best policy and that people do not know what you do not tell them. So especially if it's somebody like your brother, somebody, your sister, your mom, your best friend, whoever you're close with, you know, you should be able to be open and honest with them about these things. So hopefully they already have a good idea of what you may be going through. So they're yeah. not going to be mad at you if you ask them for help. Right. They should be very understanding of that. Yeah. You know, and don't, and then like you said, Marinelle, you're not alone. No, you are not alone. Nope. And you know, when I called, uh, and I know therapists actually take this shit very seriously. Because when I called a few therapists to, to make an appointment, they're like, well, what are you coming in for? And I'm like, postpartum. I'm like, okay, well, hold on one second. Let me see. I can get you in uh, this week. What, what day? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm serious. But they take it very seriously because they know how serious it can be. And like you said, everybody's different. Everybody experiences differently. I mean, some things can be very seriously where you do get suicidal thoughts or you can harm your children. Yeah. You know, there are, there are definitely, it can get bad. There are bad things that can happen. Yeah. So if you leave it untreated and you let it go, you just don't want to get to that point. If you feel that you may have some of these symptoms, like I said, they were irritability, mood swings, anxiety, sadness. Um, feeling overwhelmed, crying. Oh my God, I cried non-stop, twenty-four-seven over nothing. Yeah, all the time. Um, you could have a problem concentrating on stuff. Maybe your head feels like you. It's just a big old cloud up there, and you can't remember things. You can't concentrate on things. I remember I tried to plan. I think your baby shower, one of your baby showers, where I was going through depression. I fucked it all up because I just did not have the mental capacity to do that at the time. 
I just, I couldn't, you know, I, I seriously had this, um, this brain fog that was so just bad. Like there was some days I didn't know if I was coming or going, Yeah. you know, I would just do the stupidest shit that I never do. Mm-hmm. And it, it was because of this, this depression, right? You know, you can have appetite problems, whether it be overeating, undereating. Um, you can have trouble sleeping and, you know, insomnia, insomnia. Um, again, feeling hopeless, yeah. um, feelings of worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, you may feel ashamed because you feel this way, or you may feel guilty because you feel this way. And you may feel inadequate. Like, you know, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good parent. You know, all of these things are not your fault. They are not something that you can control. Yeah. They are part of a depression. Mm-hmm. And you you need to get help and treatment for it. And trust me when I say I know exactly how you feel because I, I'm there. I'm yeah. there. I still have I still struggle with this. Right. And it has been three years. And I still struggle with this. Me too. It has gotten better, a lot better. Especially since, like I said, I removed the ex from the picture because that was my source of, of depression. He was my source. So my, I've, we've gotten better, but again, you're still going to have hard days, you know, even as you start climbing out of that valley. Yeah. And please do not wait till you get to the top of the mountain or the very bottom of the valley, however you want to see it. If you want to see that you're you're climbing up this depression mountain and you're almost to your top, you're the peak of it. Yeah, don't get there. Don't get there. Before, as you, If you see you're climbing up this mountain of depression, go ahead and stop and let's go back down to the base and get some help, okay? Let's yeah. go back down to base camp. Yeah. Because you don't want to get to that point. Like I said, it can get very bad and you don't want to get to that point. Right. Definitely get some help. Yeah, it's very important to know that getting help is is always an option. Yeah, because there's places, even if you don't go to a an actual office, you, there's all there's places online too that offer yeah. help. Yeah, and you know, and then again, even going to like say you have a job or something, there's some places that their jobs actually have counselors. That they can refer you to, mm-hmm. you know. So, especially if you work in a, in in first responder community. Yeah. You know, we we have a lot of resources for that. Yeah. So. But there are therapists. There are um, online therapists. I did. Um, I went to a therapist's office and mm-hmm. we did a telehealth visits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I got to go in for the first one, but then after that we did telehealth visits, and I really liked it. It was very nice. Right. And I saw the same person every time, and I don't know. I really liked that. But, um, yeah, but you can do, I think one of them I've heard of is um, Headspace, I think I've heard of. Yeah. But there are a lot of different, um, like you said, options online if you want to, if maybe you want to be more anonymous, you mm-hmm. know, there are, there, are, there are options for that. Yeah. You know, there's 800 numbers, I'm sure, that are local, wherever you may be. Yeah. You, know, you can look into those as well. But there are a lot of mental health, like they are taking mental health very seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of outlets that you can you can find to help you get through it. Yeah. Don't wait until it's too late. No. You don't want to get to that point. No. All right. Well, um, to bring us back up to a little bit of a lighter note. Um, oh. <laughs> 
So, Marino, I am going to quiz you on your favorite TV show, The Office. Oh, nice. To see just how big of a fan you are. I love The Office. I know. Yes. We're going to see how well you know it. All right, let's do this. Okay, I look for the most, like, random questions that I could find. Okay. Not, like, things that I'm like, oh, yeah, she's definitely going to know this because I know that. No, these are, like, things that I'm like, Psh, nobody would ever know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully, hopefully you don't know this. Okay, let's do this. Okay. What does Pam steal in the first season, and what is Michael's reaction? Post-its, and Michael fake fires her. All right, damn. <laughs> All right, that is one, Delia. Okay. <laughs> Who stole all of Michael's blue jeans when he was a kid? <laughs> His foreign exchange brother. Damn it, man. <laughs> damn it, man. Damn it. Okay. Where does Jim hide Dwight Stapler? <laughs> I think you're going to know this one. Jello. Yeah, Jello. <laughs> That's the one I thought you would know. I didn't think you'd know the other ones. Okay. I definitely don't think you know this one. Okay. How many minutes, and I'll be very impressed if you do, how many minutes did Michael Scott work at the office? <laughs> I feel like they made a song for they, it. They did. I know, because I, they used I started. a song from another I show. I know, I know, but I started singing the song and I saw the number and I was like, yeah, that doesn't really fit in there, but okay. It was like 8 million something something thousand something. Ugh, damn it. I don't know how many. <laughs> you don't know? No, I'd have to go back and, and... No, I don't. Okay, I'm actually kind of proud that I stumped you on that one. It was 9 million. 986,000. We actually did the math. okay who came (laughs) i know right who came up with suck it oh david wallace damn i didn't think you'd get that one either so you take out you suck it and you suck it (laughs) suck it that was so stupid (laughs) oh my god but yeah he sold it to the united states army yeah made millions of of course he did Okay, Marino, so you won $4 on tonight's trivia. Congratulations. Thank you. Once again, I will cash app you your prize. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at fedupandtiredpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is fedupandtiredpodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast tonight. I know we went a little bit more serious, but it is something that me and Marynelle both wanted to talk about. Um, thank you for joining us. I am Melissa. And I'm Marynelle. And this has been Fed Up and Tired. <laughs>